Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about how physical space affects our preaching, and we dive into our messages on Esther. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, back in the armchair with Pastor John as we close out uh, this little mini-series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a fun little three-week uh, series. Yeah, great stories. It was a good um, – I hesitate to use the phrase palate cleanser. I mean, maybe that was the right – you know, because we, we've gone from such a theologically heady – Weighty. There was a nice contrast between the two, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, and this was really narrative heavy, yeah, character heavy. Yeah. You know that. So I, I really yeah. like that. Uh, but you brought up a question uh, to kick us off this week, and I think that was a great one. Just as we talk, you know, general kind of preaching uh, things that go into our heads. Sure. Um, why don't you ask yeah, the question no, today? Great. Yeah. So armchair preaching, of course, is about kind of unpacking the message of, of the previous week, but also deals with on the front end uh, some of the things that. Go into the to the art of preaching, mm-hmm. and uh, and so one of the things if you are if you are watching or, or, or present uh, this week, you will have you will have noticed, and this is what, it's, what we were talking about is that uh, Pastor Zach was seated yeah. for almost the entire time. He yeah, stood I think up, I, stood I, think up I stood up at, at end, one right? point. I stood up at one point. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. seated. So 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 you made a decision this mm-hmm. week that that to bring out the chair and have your little table there. Yeah. And if, I, if I, oh, did you have a cup of coffee? I didn't notice. I did not. No, that would have been not. almost the vibe. It's a lot. It's a lot of lot of things to carry up to the yeah, stage. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So, so, but there is something about the preaching moment that is connected to the physical space in which we find ourselves yeah. in the preaching moment. And uh, and I thought it'd be fun to just talk about like what's different about the what's different about the, the the different spaces, and then what what limitations do we have, and what freedoms do we have, and what decisions yeah. do we make based on that. So let me just kick it off by just saying you decided to, to sit down. What was that all about? Well, this so the, so for people that have been in. FPC for a long time. Um, they'll they'll know I went through a season where I I preached sitting down almost every week. Um, some of that was a part part of that was a a, a choice on my part, um, and I, I brought it back this week because of the nature of the message that we were were doing. But mm. but but when I did it previously, part of it was because I felt like I was it, it rains me in a little bit. So, so for folks that that, that watch me preach con- consistently, I, I can get pretty animated and I can get pretty you know you know impassioned um, for good or for ill, and sometimes it, it kind of escalates and escalates and escalates, and I feel a sense you know that that God is saying you know you, you maybe want to dial it back a yeah, little yeah. bit once in a while, and and so the the sitting thing kind of forces me into. A, a just a quieter headspace, hmm. um, a more um, deliberate headspace. Um, it also it helps, you know, for this week especially when we're talking about a narrative, uh, seer, you know, a narrative piece. It, it helps the the 
congregation kind of focus more on not so much me being animated and 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 you know which for for whatever that's worth but focus on the words and the yeah. and the, the the narrative and to be able to just follow the flow because there's a lot to unpack this past week and we'll we'll it's get a big into story, that yeah. but uh, yeah it, it does and that's we have a huge stage now we, i mean so that that always is a tempting thing to just run the length of that stage back yeah. and forth but uh yeah so i made the decision have you ever have you ever preached sitting down like that? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, not not a lot, but I've done some of that, and it made me think of and I and, I, and we you and I didn't talk about the fact that you were going to be seated. We we no, hadn't no, talked no, about mm-hmm. that. So I when I was watching you online, as first I saw it, mm-hmm. and my first reaction was the last point that you were making, and that is that this this is a narrative story, and then, yeah. and and my past experiences, like on a Christmas Eve, sometimes yeah. I've literally pulled out a rocking chair, yeah. and and pulled out a Bible, and was just like. This is like, this is like story time at the at at, at the house mm-hmm. with the kids, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm here to tell you the one of the greatest stories you will ever hear in your life. Yeah. And that vibe is what I was feeling when, yeah. when you were doing that. But I get the other part of it that that it's a different headspace for you yeah. internally, mm-hmm. and it's also a different experiential space for the congregation to have you sort of centered and 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 still. Basically. And it makes me think too when we you know you're talking about the the, the rocking chair you know kind of fireside thing. It, there's almost something with this. And I didn't. I, I did. I wasn't thinking this at the time. But there's, there's almost something more of how the ancient Jewish people would have passed along the story of you know. We both mentioned in our messages the celebration of Purim, but the question being, um, you know, how how do they pass along that? From generation to generation, sitting around in their homes with with mm. and, and with no no, I mean, yeah, it's an oral is, tradition. It's an oral with. tradition. There's no printed material, nothing, and so that, that there's something to that too. I think uh, yeah. you know that that idea. But but you deal with uh, every week two different spatial things. Uh, one in in the eight, I mean it's the same room yeah but we preach differently in eight fifteen and ten thirty for people that don't know yeah we, so it, real estate space. real estate wise in the first of all, the, the 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 vine service uh, and it was fun the past couple of weeks because it was really kind of you know when you're in the in the classic service and the ten thirty service and you're in the you're sometimes in the they call, sometimes they call it the crow's nest just yeah. the elevated pulpit seven yeah. steps up to the pulpit there there's no you're not going anywhere <clears throat> you're not going anywhere there's no left or right to yeah. go so you just really sit in your in the space here so it was really fun to be able to go into the now expanded mm-hmm. um, stage area in Loudon Hall and what I like about that experience is. Um, is that when you can when you move from one side to another, you know, you and I both do the same thing because I watch your eyes too. We see individuals, Focus, yeah. and we see individuals closer, and we can we can you know do a little more more eye contact yeah. di- differently as opposed to if I'm looking across the room at somebody, that's one thing. But if I'm on the side of the room right there with them, it's a very different experience, yeah. and and that's a choice that we make. To mm. and I know I like it when I, I can make that choice to be over near you, and I'm looking at you, and I'm communicating, and you feel like and this is this is one of the other things. This is a just communication in general is that when you have in a large room of people when there's a speaker up there and that person looks you in the eye yeah even if they don't even it may not literally be you it feels like he's looking you in the eye because he's looking in your direction yeah then you feel like the communication has got another gear to it, another level to it and that's really what's great about that now you ask about the the sanctuary space sanctuary space is different because we preach from from floor level yeah 
at the, or, or platform level um, at the 815 service. So there technically is a left-right, you know, probably about a six-foot left-right, mm-hmm. uh, so 12 feet total of a, of a space that we could we could uh, move around in. Do you find yourself doing that, though? No. That's See, and a, I don't either. Yeah. No, and, and, I'm, and maybe that's something worth each of us pondering. Yeah. Like, it, why, why, why not? not there? Yeah. yeah if, if there's ever going to be a place to do that, you've got the, you've got the runway to do that yeah. with, so, so why not? It just feels like the the um, the moment itself where you're in the robes and it's a more of a classic you know, setting it feels like the more of a stand and deliverer yeah. type of moment because I mean, we do this and of course in the in the 1030 classic service you're you you are in the stand and deliver you're mode. locked you're locked yeah. in yeah i think i mean i think when i preach at 815 I, I might step to the left or to the right um you know, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not often. I mean, compared to Vine, which is a very mobile, very vulnerable space. So I think something you just said though might play into this, and and I'm I'm working this out even as I'm saying it. But you know, in Vine, it's it's a wider space, right? So right. you have people, you know, that are yeah, you, know, you know, 45, 55, 65 degrees to your periphery and so when you move you're you're engaging the folks that are not directly in front of you in in the classic sanctuary space they're all right down i mean it's all right down the middle and so maybe i maybe there's something to the fact that there's there doesn't feel to there's not the necessity to move as much and um the address is not aided by you know well that's a good point moving as much i think um yeah, do you, do you yeah, have if if there was no pulpit in in sanctuary and if there was no and the platform were wide open left to right like it is in, mm-hmm. in Loudon Hall, would it be advantageous? Would it be aided to use mm-hmm. your word? Uh, would it be aided to have the pastor move from from mm-hmm. side to side? And I, I think you're right. I, I don't know that it adds that much. I can't I can't think of what it would add that would is 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 not already there. Yeah, in in my former church, uh, it was a wide sanctuary, a very wide sanctuary, and even in the traditional uh, service, there there was more movement, and and I think it has something to do. Although still, there is something about having, and this plays into the space because the furnishings of the space play into my ability or desire to 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 walk or to, right. to, to, cause in, in, and I've said this, I've shared this with you before when there is a pulpit someplace, I'm going to be locked behind it yeah. more often than not, which is one of the reasons I don't use a pulpit in vine because I, I feel the, the, this furniture is the, well, I would is, imagine that's because there's, there is a symbolic, uh, uh, unspoken symbolic, you know, purely symbolic attachment to the pulpit itself. Yeah. We are ministers of word and sacrament. Yeah. And so just like having a communion table or a baptismal font out there that you are attaching that and the congregation is attaching meaning to that, that piece of furniture that mm-hmm. this is where the word is is preached yeah and not yeah. six feet away or ten feet away yeah. from one side or the other so yeah. yeah yeah it's it's interesting and we we're in a unique position here like like a lot of things we talk about in the preaching ministry unique to other congregations because we do have multiple kind of space options when we preach and and from 815 uh on the on the chancel level to the to the 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 elevated pulpit to vine which is a wide open modern space and then you throw into the mix we and we don't do this as much anymore but 
you know, the chapel service is, chapel. is, a, is a different yeah. type of space and um, a different level of intimacy. And, and in the past, we we have had the 815 service in there and then done the 1030 service, classic service in the sanctuary. And so then you add that ad- additional kind of space. And that's an even different space because it feels like small church. It feels like a smaller church. Yeah. It makes me think about all the, the churches in the round and the – and and where the, the 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 room itself is set up oriented differently, and yeah. uh, and where the the preaching almost feels less proclamational and more conversational. Yeah, where you even they, they they may not be engaging in conversation when they just walk around, you know, like the Solomon's Porch place in Minneapolis or wherever that is. Yeah. They walk around the couches that are in the in the room, and you're in yeah. the center of the room and just walking walking around, and um, which which maybe feels a little more like a um, Jesus walking with his disciples and sitting with them in a Having a conversation with them later on, so there's all I, I can just imagining other types of physical configurations yeah. that lead to the physical decisions that a pastor or preacher would make for for the word that that you know we could possibly see ourselves in the future. So related to that, I, I, I when you have preached at other congregations that weren't yours, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you try to get into the physical space beforehand? Always, yeah, same here. Because it, there. It, there have been times where I have not been able to do that, and I've been I've I've preached for other you know for colleagues that are on vacation or been at conferences or whatever, um, and I haven't been able to get into that space. And it's different. It, it's it's different. I, I feel like there is something about feeling it that yeah, makes it. Yeah, I, I feel like I, that that if I don't do that, I would not really have the. Sort of the congregational preparation time yeah. with the congregation. What what is it that this congregation is? Because you know, the car- architecture tells a story. You yeah, walk into does, our yeah. you walk into our two worship spaces, three worship spaces. Those those spaces tell a story. They really and do. I want I want to get into that story before I begin preaching because I think it enhances how I preach the, the message and maybe even what I preach in the message. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and, and speaking of stories, you know, we were in the last uh, mm. the last of our, our series uh, in great stories. Um, and, and as we mentioned last week, it, we probably will revisit, you know, yeah. in cycles two or three weeks And based here on the there. feedback from everybody, I think the congregation would would, uh, would, would, would welcome that. Oh, There's yeah, absolutely. I had, I had quite – this last Sunday, I had tons of people that just were – they really appreciated the change of pace, and 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 I think too one of the things that this series reminds people of is the human element of our faith. You know, it's it's, and we did this every week. We we point forward to Jesus Christ. We point to this the mm-hmm. the salvation of Jesus, which is extremely important to do. Um, but to have these stories where we're reminded of regular people thrust into pretty extraordinary circumstances, uh, good and bad, uh, mostly bad, but then turns to good. Yeah, uh, they, they ended well. Yeah, it reminds people that that there that there is a connection between their humanity and their faith, and, mm-hmm. and I think that was really important. As you're kind of looking at the story of Esther, um, this was you know another large portion. Yeah. Uh, what was your Kind of as you're trying to tackle the ten chapters of Esther, what was it that you were really trying to? I mean, you had the, your three main points. You set yeah. them up front. What were the things that you were like? Okay, how do I weed parse it out and weed decide which through ones? all this? Yeah, you know, yeah. How do you weed? How did That's you weed the, through all this? Well, um, 
similar to the Joseph story, not as much with Ruth because that's a, that's a much more much compact, more compact yeah. story. But uh, but similar to the Joseph story, you look for the high points of the story, like the main yeah. you know, markers. This is a big moment here. This is another big moment, and make sure you're hitting those moments. But also similar to the Joseph story. Um, I didn't want to assume that everybody knew this story. Yeah. And also was thinking that even if somebody does know this story, to hear the story told again is a useful uh, useful act to, to get the story whole again. And um and and even to hear some of the some of the ways that we ta- tell the story, yeah. you you and me both, the, the way we told this story was a you know that, there were some decisions that we made along the way about how to tell the story that I think actually helps the hearing of the story in a fresh way. Yeah. So it was really the the big thing was trying how do I get this whole story told in ways that not only tell the story but also sort of lean into what what I really feel like is the living word for the living people today mm-hmm. uh, which for me was the, the were the three points which one of those points we sh- we shared, we in shared yeah. probably two of those points we shared in common which yeah. was the god is you know God's God, in, God's God's in, in the middle of all yeah. the details of life and has full control over these and this story as you to use your words the echoes of Jesus yeah. the work of Jesus are in this story and we uh, use the same this was I, when you when you started quoting Philippians <laughs> 2 I thought the same thing again uh, for folks that don't know we do not typically talk about the messages beforehand for, right. for the very reason that we the the goal is not carbon copy sermons even carbon copy points but we want we want to share the, the 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 word of God and have it as a gift for the community that we we do have these perspectives, but the fact that we went we and we could have picked any you know there's a multitude <laughs> of passages from the New Testament we could have that spoke said, to the same truth, but it did yeah that yeah. spoke to the same truth. But I think that Philippians two passage I don't know what you were thinking uh, about when you were like oh, well that but that's the one that just popped in my mind as I was reading the Esther story. It was like this this idea of. Of, of and use your words risking life and limb for the sake of 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 the salvation of others I, you know I was thinking about just how Paul delineates that so beautifully in that what what many people think is one of the first Christian hymns, hymns yeah. uh, but I, it, it literally popped in my mind as I was writing the message like okay I put that in a note okay when am I going to put that in there but then I heard you do it and I was like yeah see God, <laughs> okay God some, there's something something yeah, at work yeah, there yeah. yeah yeah but it did it did it, it may it worked in that setting there because because we if you're going to say that the story of Esther is a is a typography of of the work of, of Christ then then what was it willingness to 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 die yeah um submission to the to the larger plan and then you know, trusting the outcome with the with the father and you know that that's a that is a beautiful concise place to find that what was the what was the <clears throat> the biggest challenge uh when you're reading through the the book of Esther this week and and I, I read through it a couple or this la- last week mm-hmm. I read through it a couple of times. What were the th- parts that you were like, oh man, what am I going to do with this? You know, what 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 yeah. am I going to do with that? Once you got past the for such a time as this, and once you got past the um, the the death of Haman, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that happens. There's a lot of really there's, is. There's just chapters of things that happen, yeah. and and I I, I just glossed over them saying and I went through Esther got the estate Mordecai yeah. got a promotion yeah. the, you know the Jews won party over you know, yeah. sto- story over well there's actually if you go back there that's like four chapters worth yeah. of things that, that I just described yeah. and and that had to do with how all that worked out I worked out and it, even in the beginning even before that I mean I love that you brought in some of the detail about about what was in fact risky to Esther mm-hmm. about going before the king 
Yeah. And I just said it was risky going before the king. Yeah. For me, I, you know, when I was, I, I, I kind of asked myself the question. I looked through the, when I read, and I, and I knew the story of Esther. I mean, there's always some details that you, that pull out and you're like, man, I forgot about that. Um, but, you know, Esther is not really introduced till chapter two. She doesn't say anything at all except in chapter four. So I'm like, what is all this setup? you know, leading into, you know, the, the Queen Vashti thing. And so it was the idea of how, and we both spent some time on that, the, 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 the Queen Vashti situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it really is indi- indicative of, you know, one, th- this, the king uh, has absolutely no loyalty <laughs> to his queens. Yeah. And he does not take kindly to uh, pushback or disobedience. And, and really you think, you know, She's been hiding her Jewishness this whole time. How is he going to look on on that? You know, and the whole idea that she's not been in the king's presence for a month also demonstrates really the the importance of her position relative to 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 the king at that point. So, you know, the the, the position that she's in, you know, when when she says, "If I perish, I perish," it it, it reads a lot of times like. Well, there's like, you know, there's a shot. There's a 50-50 shot. But really, it's it's heavily tilted against her. Mm-hmm. And she is really expecting that, that you know, the king yeah, is going to Yeah, you said that explicitly, now. that she's expecting that whatever the outcome of this story, she's not going to survive it. Yeah, yeah. Whether she steps in and, and acts on behalf of the people or not. Um, I, I, you know, I wonder how much – I mean, you, you quoted a lot of different commentators and, or, or referenced, you know, different biblical scholars. Were there things in the scholarship that you found really challenging as you're reading through this story? Um, and then, re, you know, going back and, and bouncing it off what scholars have said about this mm-hmm. story. Because I, I don't know about you, but it – there's a lot of con- a lot of contradictory interpretations of how to read the book of Esther. Yeah. And I, you and I both went down pretty much the same so, path. Yeah. But I've heard sermons that really don't paint Esther in a very positive light. And right. and and it's how did you deal with some of the more contradictory interpretations? The Bible's not contradictory, yeah. but the interpretations no, just, can be. I mean, some of the more uh, well that in that case in particular, I was uh, thinking about Esther and was Esther uh, a positive character in this person yeah. did she did she behave nobly or did she was she not uh, noble in this case and i i just you, you can't i mean okay i can see that it's interesting to me that that you would have a say a feminist a feminist reading the story yeah. of, of esther and those, those those are the ones you go okay what are they going to have to say because you know the story with yeah. vashti they're going to cheer yay vashti and thing then oh esther you you caved in yeah. on, on this which would be a negative portray, portrayal of that and my you for me taking that you have to take the book as a whole. Yeah. And when you take the book as a whole, okay, maybe she was. Maybe yeah. there wasn't the the best of motive. Maybe she was just complacent. Maybe she just went along. Mm-hmm. Maybe she didn't feel like she had a choice. Or maybe she knew she had a choice and she just was she she chickened out. Yeah. Um, almost irrelevant. Yeah. Because the whole point of this is that God God put in this cast of characters in place to to carry out His plan of redemption, and that plan of redemption was going to be a redemptive message held in posterity for all of human history. Yeah. So that points to the ultimate redemption in Jesus Christ, which is pointing to yeah, it's pointing to something far greater, even still. So, I mean, I in some ways I get impatient with those with those kind of uh, you know efforts as if that that as if that is the end 
of the story and that's yeah. the ultimate thing that needs to be said. said no, it's really not. Even if it's true, yeah. there's still the alignment of the of the players on, by the hand of God in order to accomplish redemptive purposes that point to this ultimate redemptive purposes. Yeah, and I think people that I mean, I, I, it's funny because you talk about the, the the feminist reading, but then you also have hyper hyper conservative readings that will kind of cast uh, Esther and Mordecai. In the in the light of kind of acquiescing to the culture, and they're they're too comfortable in the culture, and and you know they're not they're not standing firm on their faith and their beliefs and their heritage, and 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 I, you know my, my I, I'm with you oh, for, for 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 denying their their faith yeah. tradition, yes, denying exactly. the Jew- Jewishness, yeah, yeah, and 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 but but I'm with you the same sort of frustration. I'm like, guys, that's not the point. So the point is not is not you know what what kind of stance do you take always in front of others and and look at look at Esther in a negative light and Mordecai in a negative light because it's but it it really is that God still works out his plan <laughs> even if even if the, even if like you said the motivations were wrong and even if their 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 cultural complacency was wrong God only has sinners to work with so right, he's, right. he's he's he, he's decided right, to right. work he's decided to work through sinful people Thank to God. God. Yeah, absolutely. God, God is that way because right. otherwise we're doomed. We're do- yeah, we're done. Uh, you know, and I think that's that's a I think that's an issue. And and, and I, one commentator and I didn't this did this this is a cutting room floor thing that I wish. I, obviously, um, I did not cover large swaths of the, the the book because and I really just went and I even mention things out of order you talked about the assassination attempt in the order that it was yeah, presented yeah. i i i talk about it towards the end of the sermon um to indicate how mordecai in, ends up in his place of honor but but one of the things that um really ended up on the cutting room floor was the the jeremiah prophet you know the prophet jeremiah talking to um the exiles you know telling them to be a blessing in their community bloom where you're planted marry off your sons and daughters yeah. plant your crops build your houses yeah which which is is another component of what esther and and mordecai are doing you know mm. i mean yeah, Esther was a victim of sex trafficking and 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 was an orphan and and all that. But at the same time, she's you know being a blessing in the court of the king, and and Mordecai is being a blessing in the court of the king. You know, Jewish zealots would have said, "Well, you should have let the let the king get assassinated." I mean, that wasn't on you, but no, he was he was a blessing where he where he was where he was planted, yeah. and and uh, even if it's a pagan sinful kind of environment right um what were some da- daniel's another example daniel's that, another uh, example absolutely yeah what were some of the things that you had to say you had this over here this this i you know you had the three points about with, with the pride and and the the invisible hand of god mm-hmm. and uh pointing forward to christ were there things that you had that you you that could have reinforced those efforts yeah. but then you're like i I don't have the time to, to, yeah, to really deal yeah. with, with that. Well, that's one of those trade-offs when you're going to tell the story and, you, and spend some time telling the story, which I felt like that was a that was a worthwhile. My decision was a worthwhile decision yeah. to 
to uh, to spend some time with it, and and actually based on some of the reaction with uh, you know one person coming up and saying uh, you know I'm, you've motivated me, to, I want to go back and read it in detail now. Yeah. I'm like okay, that's a win. Yeah, win. And, and other people saying that I didn't know these things or I'd mm-hmm. forgotten these things. That's it's worth. So I made the decision it's going to be worthwhile to spend more time on it. You have less time to unpack the application. Yeah, uh, nuancing human pride and and the issue of human pride. I I put a few more things in and the yeah. the live services. You know, like um, you know, like like if 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 you if you think if if you get this right, figure out that human pride is in fact an issue, and you are in fact working on that, your life will go better. If you don't figure that, you'll figure that out. You'll always wonder why your relationships and your life is, mm-hmm. is is struggling. And this is the other piece that I added in there and live is like if you're thinking that this this whole point about human pride is is really a point that someone else needs to hear in your life, <laughs> <laughs> then you probably you're, you're probably the one this is for. You're probably struggling. <laughs> So, so you know, just unpacking some of the, each of those, especially the especially the point to Christ part yeah. of it. I uh, kind of got to the point where I said, "Okay, I'm just going to," because I've been doing it the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> so I just need to land the plane, make the point, remind them that when you when you see the deliverance in here, always be thinking about the the, the deliverance of Christ because yeah. that's it's all through the the Old Testament. I even, I even brought back the BB in, in the in person brought back the BB Warfield. The, you know, the yeah. Old Testament is read through the New Testament yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I really did – one of the things that you, you did touch on um, with the pride piece, which I, I really appreciated and, and I, you know, I think um, is difficult for people to hear is that sometimes we take pride in things that are inherently good – in us, you know, you talked about how so many in our congregation um, are civic leaders, you know, and yeah. they're they're they they are in positions of great influence, not not dissimilar from Mordecai or or Esther, out in the community, and sometimes that can turn into a point of pride rather than service and i thought that was a which is a people think well this is such a good thing that i'm doing you know i'm out in the community i'm serving my community it is but but, it can be but how often do we take that and say look at me look at me look at me look at my my, you know who i am and what i'm doing and how how many you know how many boards i sit on and all those different things i i i said it in in all three versions of it i put myself in this this list here because i it's easy for me to go Aren't I great? Yeah. It, well, just look at I, just look at my resume. Yeah, I think I, I think pastors can can especially can fall into that because we start to think about all the you know it's funny like and I and I love this little detail you put in there about the king reading his great works as bedtime stories. <laughs> I thought, man, I, I thought that you know sometimes don't we you know our heads hit the pillow and we start to pat ourselves on the back, right? I mean, yeah. and I think that that's that is a big part of it. But um, but really, ultimately, pointing to this redemption in Christ is is so incredibly important and so um, why the Old Testament stories are indeed great stories for us today is because of the person and work of Jesus yeah. Christ and how they they really unpack all that. If we can have a, if we will have accomplished that and I want to ask you a question about one area that you emphasize in particular mm-hmm. but just to finish that if 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 we will have accomplished for ourselves and for all who were listening that we would take to heart this idea that we read the Old Testament through New Testament yeah. eyes. That when we come when we come to any passage in the, in the Old Testament, that there's a part of us saying, "What? How does this point us yeah. to Jesus? How does this confirm the work of Jesus? How does this predict the work of Jesus? How does this typology, you know, show the work of Jesus?" I think that's a that that'd be a big win coming huge, out of yeah. this. Huge, huge, absolutely. So you spent some time this past week when mm-hmm. you, in your message on um, the idea that, and I really like this part of it because it, it felt like a, 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 you know. 
this has been this has been this can you spend an entire sermon series on this is mm-hmm. like the whole bit about she she and Mordecai really were placed in that place yeah in these in these particular circumstances for a particular role and how that is a that that is a, that God is the one who puts us there yeah you said that very clearly God is the one who puts us in these situations and sometimes they're difficult situations but you you uh, you emphasize with that uh, emphasize that. To submit to his purposes wherever we are. Yeah, I wonder, you, 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 with the weight that you put in there, what were you thinking with your weight? How what, what was going on? You know, I just and I, this was in the this was in the sermon, but I didn't say it. Um, you know, we're at a real time where, and I think the, in the pandemic, this really people started to question. You know, the, what do they call it? The Great Resignation. You know, mm-hmm. people leaving their jobs and you know dissatisfied and 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 one of the challenges with saying what i said is and i i think i mentioned i just briefly said this it doesn't mean that you never are supposed to change jobs or right. you know, change your situation but saying that too hard kind of de-emphasizes the bloom where you're planted kind of idea but in my head i, I you know i just i and I don't know about you, but I've, I've been in a lot more counseling situations or pastoral situations where there's a there's a deep sense of of dissatisfaction with where a person is, yeah. and and aren't 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 I meant for more than yeah. than what I'm doing, and aren't I meant for greater things? You know that that kind of thing. And I think that's that's the that's the that's the motivation behind the great resignation, right? People leave their jobs. And sometimes, and I don't say all the time, but I think, you know, they leave jobs that are low paying and, you know, maybe the, the, the they're not treated very well. And I, that's, that, that's totally that's, beside that. The, that's, that's more, different. Or, that's more ordinary type yeah. of things. But when it, when it's a, I'm going to go, and I hesitate to use this phrase, but I'm going to go chase my dreams down, right? You know, we, I grew up in an era that said, follow your dreams. You right. can accomplish anything. Right. It's the biggest, you know, I, I'm going to get preachy now, but I think it's a lie that was told to our, our yeah. culture r- rather than saying, you know what, God, trust where God's placed you. That doesn't mean that if, because where God's placed you is where God wants you to be. Now, that doesn't mean if opportunities don't come along, you shouldn't look at those yeah. and, and pray for those. I was glad you those. pointed that out. But, yeah. but, it, but sometimes people force the issue because of a sense of dissatisfaction about where they are. And I, I just said, the people, especially when I'm looking at the Vine, folks in Vine, you know, most of, fo- most of the folks in there are mid-career folks. You know, they're, they're in the middle of their, you know, they're, they're, they still have a lot more years ahead of them before um, they say, say goodbye to their, their nine to five, potentially, or, or, you know, they're still in the middle of raising their children, you know, and, Yet we know there are, there are, th- these are the very seasons where people feel the most dissatisfied with where right. they look. They look at their life and say, "Man, isn't isn't my life more than you know two thousand square feet and you know uh, taking the kids to school?" And I'm gonna say, We're not, well, "By the way, our, our our colleagues are feeling the same thing." Absolutely, uh, Barna's uh, a researcher just come out with the, the the Great Resignation includes pastors Absolutely. who are yeah. who are who are feeling the same thing. I need to go pursue something else here, and most of it is about the workload that. 
that has shifted since COVID. Yeah. A large portion of it, a surprising portion of it, is the political divisions are getting to yeah. the pastors, Whoa. and they're leaving the church. Don't we feel that? <laughs> and we do. We feel it in the I, mean, I feel do. it. You feel it. We, we do. We feel it. So, but but you're, it was important for you to say that one of the things that was clear here is that in, in spite of the difficulties, which clearly there was, I mean, Haman was a, was a threat in, oh, and, of, in and of himself. Yeah. Yeah. The circumstance with the edict was a threat for, the, for all the Jewish people. And the, even with the difficulties of the circumstances, she stayed where she was. And yeah. she stayed, even if, it, even if it meant great risk or great harm to her, she was willing to stay where she was. And, and Mordecai, too. I mean, and, Mordecai, and so you did yeah. say that doesn't mean you can't change jobs, but you were, the emphasis was on you should think seriously about staying where you are and well, working through the, working through. The, the, the problems rather than abandoning the problems and having them show up again at the next place. Well, and, I, and one of the things I really want to emphasize is you, you are meant for greater purpose, but that can be right where you are, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of, you know, seeing the opportunities that God has, has given you in those places. And rather than, I think, constantly being in a state of frustration about the place and frustrations it can be a great motivator but saying you know lord okay i'm here for a purpose what is that purpose and what do you want me to do yeah. about it you yeah know, i like your question show me why i'm here show me why i'm here and and you know i had a had a a couple come up to come up to me um talk to me afterwards and they said you know their daughter's elementary school and she's at that stage where they're having and I, you know, I feel this too, where you're having to remind your kids that life's not all about them, and to start to look for opportunities to share the love of Christ in their school and in with their friends. Mm-hmm. And she said, "We were literally having this conversation with our daughter, and 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 this sermon really wow. helped them, helped us reinforce because she was their daughter was sitting, you know, elementary school sitting and and listening to the message, and." Um, so I think that, you know, like you said, we look for those wins because we feel like, you know, God's put us where we are for the purpose of helping other people find out where they're, you know, what they're supposed to do, where they're planted. And, and that's a that's a that's a great encouragement. And, I, and I, I'm with you. I think this series has been a great encouragement to me personally. I think it's been a great encouragement to a lot of folks in the room, too. And a good palate cleanser to come back to your good cleanser. Good shift from one thing from one thing to another, which now we're going to shift again, aren't we're, we? Yeah, we're shifting to a new series called A Living Hope. We've been kind of talking about this here and there. We're looking through First Peter, book of First Peter, mm-hmm. and um, and one of the things that uh, that that we are asking for is some participation That's by right. everybody. So this may be a good opportunity to, to ask everybody to participate. Yeah. So one of the things that we gave away in the all, all three services um, were, were these little cards. It has the graphic on the front, and on the back it just simply says "I hope." And then there's a blank space, and we just encourage people to fill in the blank space with, you know, their greatest hope for life, for the future, for the family, to share it with us. Physically, uh, if you come, we're going to have these cards available throughout the series. Mm -hmm. And I've already got a a little stack from Vine. Uh, We just introduced this on Sunday. But if folks aren't um, here in person, they can also email us. We've made it really complicated. You can just email hope, H-O-P-E, 
at fpclakeland.org and we'll get those. Um, we're not going to share anybody's names. No. We're not going to share any, you know, revealing details. This is not going to be but one of those. But they are going to help us, though. These, yeah. these comments are going to help us. Yeah, they're going to help in, inform some of what we preach, I imagine. Uh, they're going to help inform what we pray through as a congregation each week. They're going to inform uh, some of the liturgy, I think, as well. So do encourage folks um, to help us. Uh, not help us out, but but just to, to share their hopes with us, and and uh, we're going to try to anchor all of that into the ultimate hope of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And so, yeah. um, I think it's going to be a fun series. We we haven't done a a verse by verse kind of book uh, in a little while, and so it's going to be a, another. Although I was looking through it, looking through it again yesterday, the whole series yesterday, that we were taking some big chunks. We were taking yeah. big. We chunks. are taking some big swings. This week is just twelve verses, but some weeks are much, much bigger. <laughs> and even than that. even these twelve verses are. There's a lot to there's it. There's a lot of there's meat. A, a lot, lot of meat. A lot to it. So if anyone has missed any one of our sermons in this this past series, Great Stories, or a previous series, Order Salutas, or any one of our sermons, you can go back to fpclakeland.org. On the worship page, there is a sermon archive tab. You can watch complete the services or skip to the sermons if you like. And if you've missed any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, we do encourage you to check out Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We have all the uh, 80-something episodes up there. Um, you can be notified by subscribing, hitting the like button. You can uh, be notified when new episodes drop. If you subscribe it, share it with your friends. And uh, especially in weeks like this, you get to see a, you get to see a, a, a much more detailed view watching both sermons, listening yeah. to both sermons, listening to the podcast. And uh, I'm glad we got to hang out once again, John, yeah, talk good. through this. It was good. And uh, looking forward to the next series, and we will see everybody next time. See you next time.